This is Evangela Mary L. McCracken, and you are listening to the Holy Ghost Outreach Broadcast. Welcome to the worship podcast. <laughs> this nigga gets on my damn nerves, yo. I never know when we're recording. Never. Isn't that just a blessing, though? Don't you be trickery and deceit? Ever ready? Okay, Absolutely. be always trickery and deceit. <laughs> ready, saith my God. Because I don't know what your God has been I am saying. A trickster. Okay, and KJV. And I deceive. But my God. In the New Living Translation, okay? In the New... What is the NIV? I don't know. You, you know it. <laughs> you, you tell me. Y'all, I have not had the Bible app on my phone in 84 years. <laughs> I don't know what versions of this book y'all been reading. I don't know. Um, but I did do a poll on um, in an Insta story. And the saints were split pretty evenly down the middle between KJV and NIV. So, um, look, the KJV got the new power. international version. Yep, that's that's it. what it is. It for real? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm just waiting on you to shut up to see if you, you remember. Damn heathen. <laughs> but yeah, the KJV is a version that has the power. So I don't know what y'all in the NIV community are doing. That community. Because. Mm, I need some power. Well, my God has it all, okay? Because in 2018, Mm -hmm. my God came with a new international word Mm -hmm. for the whole saint. For the whole saint. That's a new store, Whole Saints. It's like the Whole 30. The organic version of biblical truth. Yes. Bye, nigga, because you got all that GMO KJV. KJV and is the system. original without tampering. No, no, no. NIV is translated. No, no, no. Look. Uh, uh, let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about NIV it. NIV is translated. KJV is the original. <laughs> Untampered with. Now, if you don't back yes, up off this microphone. Untampered. <laughs> Untampered. I'm going to turn the microphone off. I don't know exactly how to do that, but I will do it. So don't fucking test me, nigga. Okay, okay. We're here. All right. So welcome. Welcome to, to the, the Worship Podcast. podcast. Um, we are two fat, black, queer, churchy-ass niggas who are discussing our navigation of our healing Um so look at here. There are a few ways that you can reach out to us, that you can contact us, that you can get in contact with us. Um, and here are the ways. So one, you can tweet us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you have you seen the tweets? We've gotten. I don't know. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, so you can tweet been us. One faithful, uh, one guy who's been like quote tweeting our tweets. Um, look, I... If I reach just one, <laughs> I've done enough. My living is not in vain. Come on. 
is my living in vain. Okay, so here we are. I'm, I'm sorry. So his name is Mr. J. Rome on Twitter. So thank you, sir. <laughs> what if he didn't want his handle shouted out? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Also, he is publicly I, supporting us. I thinking about the lesson that I was sharing. Um, a few episodes ago around like thinking my celebratory comments but not actually articulating them mm. I realized by secondhand conversations that there are many niggas that are listening to our podcast that never let us know that they're really? listening so I appreciate y'all niggas <laughs> and also I need to be affirmed sometimes bitch please <laughs> so tell please. me you listening to this shit that'd be lovely I would <laughs> love to hear it I'ma just I was gonna say I'ma do some shit, but I'm I'ma just keep recording every fucking Sunday or Monday or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and y'all gonna keep listening or not listening. Anyway, so you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at at worship podcast w-r-s-h-p-p-o-d-c-a-s-t um our hashtag on all social media platforms is worship pod w-r-s-h-p-p-o-d and you can email your praise requests praise reports but if you want to request a praise of yourself okay we gonna mix it up saints we gonna shake the table on today i'm here for it yeah. And I'm just—I'm <laughs> honestly just wondering what this site is for you, Andre, of me with this shower cap on, <laughs> looking like <laughs> just a unionized factory worker right now. I was just thinking about the job I had, where I was working in this cold ass freezer. And I was like putting together sandwiches for Seven Eleven and yes, like um, Starbucks, and I had to wear one of those. <laughs> I did. Come on. Whatever is that blue? Ne- oh, were like, you unionized? No. Okay. No. And there actually, there was like a blue thing, mm-hmm. and then like a clear thing. But it wasn't your hair. No. No. Okay. But like the fact that that's blue under there, it, is, it works. Is it yeah. traumatized? Is it triggering? You? Uh, just a tad, but okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Gross. Uh, so, yes. Samana. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, niggas, hit us up, please. Just let us know you listening. Just, like, you don't even got to say shit. Just drop us, like, an ear emoji. Yeah. And and I will be satisfied. Create a fake Twitter profile and just say I'm listening and never use it again. See, that is going far more above and beyond. To create a fake Twitter profile. Literally nothing. I am, I have, I was in the business once upon a time. I posted about the nigga that created a whole ass fake restaurant that like over the period of six months also white people y'all got y'all got to like use your time more purposefully because why did this whole ass white nigga have six entire months to build up this restaurant that didn't exist and like make it become the number one restaurant on TripAdvisor <laughs> it's a whole ass shit that does not exist no one's ever been to how? it was it was a whole ass scam it was cute like, it was, uh, it was... there were like a few people involved in it or just yeah that? like oh his friends goodness. were making fake um, <laughs> reviews and he got like a trap phone for the, that was supposed to be for the restaurant and like niggas was calling from multiple countries from the fucking, <laughs> from everywhere. So he was just like, having can fun. I? Yeah. Oh God. 
Must be Weiss. God. Oh my God. Anyway. Must be Nigga, wise. how's your week? Um, Because yes, it has been a week. It has, yes. Niggas is on schedule. Some type of consistency. We doing it. <laughs> um, so this past week, I've been focusing on using, trying to focus on using my time more purposefully. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've definitely struggled mm-hmm. at some at some points. Um but it's been lit, you know, mm-hmm. like the constant checking in, um, because I am trying to be more pur- purposeful with my time of like, bitch, what are you doing right now? <laughs> um, and also like getting back to bullet journaling, which is so like useful for me mm-hmm. and like having a visual list of like all the shit that I want to accomplish for the day and mm-hmm. being able to check it off and amend and all those things um so i've been doing that um i celebrated harriet tubman day um with my friend sam and um my little cousin madison it was saturday march 10th okay yes march 10th um and that so Harriet Tubman Day actually falls on the day of her death mm-hmm. um, because the day of her birth, of course, as is true for so many black folks at that time, just is not clear. No, right. Nobody knows. Um, so we went up to Eastern Shore, Maryland, um, to the Harriet Tubman Underground railroad like welcome visitor center or something Mm -hmm. like that and they had um a woman who was a reenactor who was like i just every time i think like i understand the brilliance that is black women Mm -hmm. they're just like actually bitch another one <laughs> um so there was a, a woman who opened the day mm-hmm. with um re- a reenactment she was a harriet tubman reenactor and it was amazing and like just her breadth of knowledge mm-hmm. around harriet tubman was just like unfathomable like because i got a little like nervous mm-hmm. after she like did her like staged reenactment and was like okay what questions do y'all have i was like Okay, all right. Um, but like why why would I not trust black women to well, anyway, um so niggas was throwing some questions out of left field and she was just like, Look, here's what it is and here's what it ain't. Mm-hmm. Um it was so good. Amen. So so good. Um white people did being white, um, they so it was outside, okay, March tenth, Eastern Shore, Maryland. Uh it was about forty degrees, okay, at nine AM. Um, there were vents on all sides of the, of the tent that we were in and they decided not to turn the vents, the heat on until about the last 35 seconds of the Q and a portion. Um, so why are y'all niggas here? For what reason? Um, but it was, it was great. Um, we went into the city of Cambridge, which is where, you know, the, the image of the black woman, like staving off this like police officer with the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so her name is Gloria, Gloria Johnson, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was actually 
she lived in Cambridge, which is the the city actually that in Eastern Shore that we were in. Um, so we learned a little bit about her. We went to the Harriet Tubman Museum in Cambridge, um, which is really nice. I'm always like, I'm always humble, disappointed, um, filled with love around seeing how black folks preserve our history with mm-hmm. so little. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we can go to, I don't know the history of, I mean the museum of natural history and, and the Smithsonian and like see all of these artifacts that were procured through like probably black market fucking deals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are like pristine and like in airtight, you know, whatever stain not stainless steel, but um bulletproof like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but like black folks, we just don't have the resources, but we want to like make sure that the history is there, make sure that folks have access to it who mm-hmm. want access to it. And I three things come to mind when I went to Ghana and went to the Nkrumah what was his name? Nkrumah. I don't know. He was like the first president of Ghana. Mm-hmm. His museum, everything was in open air. And I'm just like, wow, this stuff is going to deteriorate mm-hmm. like o- over the, the years. Um, and then going to this museum, the Harriet Tubman Museum, again, like there were whole ass like actual shackles that were had been on slaves that were just open out in open air. Mm-hmm. And I think also that is about like, Black folks value things differently. Mm-hmm. Like it, being able to touch and hold those things is important mm-hmm. for 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 folks. Um, but like things were just like falling apart, and I, I don't know. And and then also thinking about the um, Robison Robison. Robeson, I can't think of his first name, but the Robeson, um, his house in Philly. Um, and again, like a bunch of artifacts that are like in cases, but they're in like cases that would be like at a church that like, you know, you slide the window open, you slide it closed. So it's not like really protected. So I don't know. I just, I just wish that white people would just give all their money to black people. I don't I don't know what the solution is because yeah. like what is the solution? Um but giving it to white institutions to do with it what they will and tell their story how they want to. So that was great. Um that was exciting. Maddie had fun. She and Sam ate oysters. I realized, well, it was solidified for me that oysters just are not a good time for me. I just don't understand what niggas get out of them. <laughs> I like was introduced to oysters they were like you just you just taste the freshness of the sea and I'm just like when I think of like meals that I want to eat I'm not like hmm the sea that that sounds like a tasty meal like Mm -hmm. that's just not what I'm going for so whatever I had some (laughs) unseasoned ass lobster roll and um, unsalted butter like what are you doing white people I was so angry because I surely the saving grace of eating an unseasoned 
lobster roll is that it's there's salted butter that's coming with it. <laughs> Not so. Not so. <laughs> Trying so, to save on the sodium. I guess. Yeah. I guess. So had fun, had a good time. Um, also saw Wrinkle in Time on Sunday, which was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So now that I've talked for 19 years, how was your week? I'm going to make it short. No! Um, <laughs> no, my week was cool. Um, huh. Uh, I stuck to the whole the week. I stuck to, um, no. <laughs> I stuck to, um, the, the whole week I stuck to eating food I prepared. Um, didn't eat out. It was all food yes. that I cooked and I took lunch and mm. had shakes and shit and yep. I am proud of that. Um, Saturday morning, <laughs> I went to start my car, and the bitch was like, nope. <laughs> Actually, that nope. Click? There wasn't even a fucking click. Oh, no. There was nothing. There was literally nothing. My sister had came, and then she gave me a jump. I drove over to... Oh, um, I drove over to my high school, because I um, MC the step show, um, you emceed a step I show? I did, yeah. A step show, yeah. Wow. At my old high school. Were you a stepper? Yeah, well, I did. I was... Oh my god! I can't! I can't! I can't even see this! I don't see you stepping! Uh, yeah. I need footage right was, now. No, no, we don't do that. I feel like you've showed me footage. Or I've seen you tagged in something. And yeah. I was like, why are you tagged in this? And I didn't understand, I but you were I in mean, it. I wasn't on the stage at that time. I was uh... on the team. In that clip, I was on the stage, No. But I emceed that step show. It was a lot of fun. Um, went back into the car, uh, the parking lot after the show. Smoked weed. No. <laughs> Tried to start my car. Sniffed cocaine. Sniffed. Okay. All right. <laughs> Tried to start my car. It was like, actually, no again. <laughs> so I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So my sister gave me another jump. Um, yeah, I was like, yo, what the hell is going on? Please. Went to Advanced Auto Parts. I had them test my battery. They were like, yeah, God, it's good. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um, it says this. Your battery says this, but it's supposed to be this, you know? So, like, you're you're way over the, you know, what you need. And I was like, um, okay. It's his voice. It's like almost boom power, but not as, like, closed mouth. <laughs> I like that. So, I was like, okay, it's not the battery. So, I was like, damn, it's either the starter or the alternator, which is either money or money. How do you know these money. words? Oh, nigga, once I got a car, I was like, I have to know it. <laughs> So I just like, you Amazing. know, so I was like either the, the alternator or the starter. So I was, yeah, I was like mm, one, one bit of money or the other. And so I was like, shit. Um, like my car, <laughs> it, it did a thing where like it would start sometimes and then like other times it wouldn't. And so like sometimes, so I brought this portable, uh, this portable jumper that my mm-hmm. mom gave me. Thank you, mom. So I was able to do that. Um, <laughs> And so, as I was coming home on Sunday from uh, meeting uh, this lady who I used to go to church with, we had to meet to do something. Mm, I sounds turned, secretive. No, no, I was just mm, shut up. I I'm making what, a video for y'all. Her. My favorite thing is black church drama. Yeah. So if you Whole want to be black, actually, instead of prayer requests and praise 
reports. Sending your black just, church ass drama. Just send me your black ass churchy like ass the, drama. The, the wildest shit ever. All of this wild. Yeah. So I don't just send it to me yeah. because it's gonna be wild as fuck. Right. Um just send it because mm. black churches just be wilding. Yeah. And I know it's because like we just endlessly oppressed and shit like <laughs> just a whole bunch of trauma from yeah. you know black women and mm-hmm. actually the the black church drama don't really be coming from black women it mostly be the fuck nigga <laughs> preachers and shit in always, the church always. um so just send us your black church drama mm-hmm. at <laughs> sorry i'm choked wow. up a little bit i'm really emotional about this <laughs> Worship podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Yeah. Continue. Amen. Sorry. <laughs> so, as I was turning back into my complex, I ran over a tire weight. Oh my God. And it pierced my tire. Oh my God. And it it was so bad that, like, as I was driving, I could hear it clinking on the concrete. So, I had to stop. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I didn't see what it was. And so, I went in the house, came back out, looked at the tire. I saw it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Wow. I thought it was a shard of metal, whatever. Changed. I changed my tire. Put the spare on. Wow, you are a real ass man. <laughs> oh my god! I just hey, big I drove to Sam's Club to ask about if they could fix my tire. The nigga was like, "Well, you know, you know it's, something, it's, it's unfixable. You know, you need a new tire. Uh, actually, need the same brand." I was like, oh, "Damn, do you sell it? No, we don't sell that brand. No, of course you don't. Oh, okay, well, fuck. So I looked for the brand. It's only available online. I was like, what the fuck? What actually are your niggas doing? Right. I was like, nigga, why is everything happening at once? So if I was so anyway, this morning I woke up like, oh god, what the hell is going? What, what's going to happen? So I went over to this place to get my, um, to, you know, see if, actually I went to get a new tire, Mm -hmm. but as I was walking in, someone was like, yo, ask me if they could repair it. So I went, asked, Hey, could you repair it? He was like, let me see it. Brought the tire in. He was like, let me see. He went back. He patched it up. He was like, yeah, we're able to patch it up. Let's just test it for leaks. See, you know, so we won't screw you. Mm -hmm. So he checked it. No leaks. It was good to go. And... What happened was, um, when I had to give him the key so he could like bring the car around, mm-hmm. he, and I was like, "Yo, so there's like an issue with me starting my car. Mm-hmm. So like, if you if that happens when you're starting, it just it's fine." So um, I'm sitting there like, "Okay, cool, damn, now I gotta fix this damn what Ignition. I thought was alternator or starter." And I'm sitting in the waiting room, and then the guy comes, and then he tells me, this very, very attractive South Asian man, mm. <sighs> blessings, he was like, yo, so, I have so. a thousand ancestors, <laughs> right, he was like, yo, so, actually, the the thing that's going on with your car, with the starting, it's the battery, mm. I was like, um, are you sure, because this guy said that, you know, <laughs> It wasn't, and he explained to me what was happening. I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. Thank you." So basically, two niggas told me that two separate things couldn't be fixed, and they ended up being fixed. Oh my god! So fuck you, Sans. Fuck you, nigga. Did you get that number? I didn't because I told you last week I'm on a moratorium of dating. I have. I'm just. If it falls, it will literally have to fall in my lap. It was that was that was. He will literally have to write his number on my receipt and place it gently in your lap. Yeah, and then I'll be like, okay, sure. (laughs) Other than that, I have no desire. So, um, 
I'm glad I was prepared to spend like five or six hundred dollars on all this shit. Oh God! I spent under two hundred. So God is a good God. Yes, He is. God is a good God. God is good. Yes, He is. Yeah. All right, so anyway. yeah. Yep, that was my week. Um, yeah, blessings. Easily. Now it's time for the raw and honest. Um, Foxy number five here to start you off. Real raw and very honest. Number five. <laughs> so, um, hey y'all, we're back at it again hey with girl, the white vans. Um, raw and honest is a time, a time, a segment. All right, girl, it's a moment. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, where we are sharing um, a realization that we had this week that um, allowed us to. Uh, have a new frame of reference for the work that we need to be doing around our healing. Um, so, since I explained it, the the only reason why this nigga did that. <laughs> the only my God reason. is a Michael God, yeah, My God is a Michael God, yeah, My nigga is not slick. My nigga is not slick. You know. I'm gonna keep doing it though. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna jump in next time. I'm gonna no, just keep not. talking until because she stops you talking. Don't know when I start I'm gonna recording. keep talking until you, you don't start. I'm just jumping. I'm just jumping. That's what you think. Cough, cough, cough. Excuse me. All right. So, for this week, my raw and honest. Come on, voices. We just be giving uh, all of the voices. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know why. Me neither. It's just, it, it it's feels just right. extra. So, um, this week, my Ron Honest was uh, me realizing that I keep getting in ruts because I'll act as if me staying the course um, in a goal that I have for a short period of time warrants me celebrating by completely going off that plan. Just stopping. Oh my god, bitch. I've done this. Fuck it. I've Yo. done it for this amount of time. Yo, let's celebrate by not doing it at all. Yes. Um, <laughs> day for the rest of my for life. For the rest of my fucking life. For the rest of my day. <laughs> and I realize that I keep on getting stuck in these ruts because I'm like, I always want to have this. I always celebrate something by doing the opposite of what I'm trying to do. So, um, so for instance, right, um, this week I stayed away from processed sources of sugar, mm-hmm. like just completely stayed away. Um, the only sweetness I was having from fruits or like stuff like dates, that's it. Nothing added. Dates are so fucking disgusting. <sighs> really? I love disgusting. them. Um, well, I, I, I don't eat them by themselves. I eat them like. Like, for instance, there was this granola bar with dates that keeps everything together. So I ate that. It was really delicious. But so because I stayed, you know, away from processed sugar for a week, I was like, nigga, it's lit. Let me buy all these Oreos to celebrate. And I bought, like, these two packets of Oreos from 7-Eleven. And I ate them shits like, hey, hey. And I looked at myself like, Gateway drug. What is... This was, How was I doing this? This was not... <laughs> how are you celebrating getting something done by... Undoing it. Undoing it. <laughs> like, does this actually make sense? <laughs> um, oh, God. Or, like, for instance, 
I didn't end up doing it, so this so thank God because I know what it would led to. Mm-hmm. But telling myself I'm not gonna entertain online dating because it just has not been a good source of return for me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay away from it for like this period of time, and then me looking up and realizing, oh my God, I've been away from it for like you know three or four months. Let me go ahead and do and it again. Dive in. I was like, Face wait. First. Nigga, the, you didn't do this so that you could like have a break. You did it because you're like it was not fruitful. It was not at all. So what are you actually doing? <laughs> and I had to talk to myself like Andre, you are trying to accomplish things, but you're going about it the like the wrong way. You're sabotaging yourself completely. Yeah, and I think and calling it celebration. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, because I wasn't seeing certain things as, like, a complete change in what I was doing, mm-hmm. I was seeing it more as a short-term goal to prove to myself that I can do something instead of actually wanting to do it. Yeah. So, um, me realizing that, I'm like, Andre, so when you start doing something that you, you you're doing it because you want to completely change mm-hmm. The course of direction that you're like, you want to completely change the course of direction that you're taking now. Yeah. Stick on this shit and find mm. ways to celebrate that do not sabotage your sabotage progress. Sabotage what the fuck you're trying to yes. do long term. Like, you're yes. all of these things are things that I'm trying to change completely. Yeah, so like, like for a lifetime. Right. No, that's so real. So, like, me, like, oh, I'm not going to be petty for two weeks or do <laughs> petty shit and then not and then, do it and be like, bitch. Weeks. Everybody gets the petty. And I'm really wait, this is not fruitful to my goal, nigga. My explicit goal is to not not be petty. My cheat day does not mean I'm about to shower petty on everybody, nigga. Oh my god. So I've been like, yo, there has to be other ways to celebrate besides sabotaging myself. Like you said, and calling a celebration. Mm. Um Still looking into those ways because mm-hmm. I haven't figured it out completely, but I realized, yo, these long-term goals will not be accomplished by sabotaging yourself and calling a celebration. It just, it just shan't happen. It won't. So yeah. Um, in my truest, um, most honest, uh, radical. <laughs> History of Janae. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have five Rana. <laughs> Did I have to try to zoom through? Okay, Saint, so just oh. stick with me here. All right, just stick Beloved with me. said we I'm will be able to, to do this in under 30 minutes today. I don't know how. Nigga, we are already literally at 30 minutes yeah. and 20 seconds. I'm so that was a fucking lie from the pits <laughs> of hell. All right, so one thing that happened... Earlier last week, um, I had a moment, oh, it was on Tuesday, um, I had just gotten off of a call with the organization that I contract with, mm-hmm. um, and so my contract ends at the end of this month, mm-hmm. so that meant, one, I need to figure out what I'm going to be doing after this, okay, to pay my rent, um, and I also knew that they have also been working to honor my salary request that I made. Um, but I also also knew that I had no desire to work for them full time, mm-hmm. which meant moving up to New York, which meant working in an office full of cis white queers, queer men who 
every time they see me say yes. Mm. Um, and I just don't need that in my life, okay? Um, so, one, I had this realization when um, the educational director, who is the person that I work most close, closely with um, in the organization, um, was like, hey, we are finally at the place of being able to honor your salary request. What are your thoughts around that? You know, you still have time to think about it, but like, what are your thoughts? And um, there was just a light that switched on that was like, I'm not hurting anyone's feelings by saying, actually, no, I don't want to work mm-hmm. with y'all full time. And like, I don't know why I thought like I would be hurting someone else's feelings mm-hmm. by saying like, no, this is not going to work for me. Yeah. But it just was like a light bulb for me of like, wow, so I'm whole ass like adjusting what I need for my life because I feel like I'm inconveniencing or like disappointing this multi-million I'm, I'm gonna keep coming back to this this multi-million dollar white non-profit organization mm-hmm. and I'm like feeling guilty because I'm like oh they worked so hard to honor my salary request no bitch they could have honored that back in October when I first asked for it okay right, right. Um, so anyway that was a thing um, and so after that I was like I don't know, I had this, like, sigh of relief because I told them, like, I'm leaning no, okay, but I would still like to contract with y'all, which was also still an option, Mm -hmm. but it may look a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, for me, just alleviated a lot of the stress of, like, needing to look for a new job immediately. Um, And, like, (laughs) the moment that that set in, there was also this, like, rush of, like, wow, so this means that I am actually going to have time to focus on the projects and the things that I want to do in my actual life mm-hmm. and still get money from this multi-million dollar nonprofit that's going to pay me to do this little bit of work that I'm doing. Um, so I'll be able to, it'll be sustainable. Right. At which point I'm just like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to collaborate with this brand. I want to work with this organization. I have this idea for this. I think that might have been when I contacted, I texted you like at a wild hour of the night, like, hey, I have yes. this idea yeah. that we can do. <laughs> That might have been the same day. So once that really settled in for me was the moment when this very familiar experience that I get so often settled in of like essentially my imposter syndrome around Mm -hmm. like, but bitch, are you equipped to do these things? Like, do you have the know-how and the skills and the knowledge to do these things? And this happens literally every time. So at that moment um, was when I realized, like, okay, bitch, you know this is going to happen. This is not the first time that this, like, Russian wave of ideas and excitement about these ideas come in. And then, like, almost immediately the impact of your imposter syndrome comes up against it and halts everything. And you, like, fall into it, like, just immediate depressive state. Um, So you need to implement, like, you need to develop a plan around that. Um, So I haven't quite gotten there yet around the plan piece mm-hmm. um but that was just like a really important realization for me of like this is a what is it a habit i don't know something that that happens 
often, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm, I, I come to a state of like, yes, I finally can work on these things that I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Like my brain is also just like, bitch, but you don't, you don't know how to do any of these things. You don't mm-hmm. have the resources to do any of these things. Right. So I need to create a plan around, um, addressing that because I know it's something that will happen. Right. Um, so there's that, um, I'm going to cut it this down to two actually. Okay. <laughs> be long-winded as fuck okay <laughs> like niggas really just be hanging out to hear us like just talking shit even though that's what a podcast is yeah, yeah. but like it mostly just be me talking out loud to myself like i can do this in my bedroom honestly at 3 a.m which is what i do anyway so if y'all are interested in hearing that feel free to call me uh at 3 a.m you know hit my line and uh <laughs> dm me i'll give you her number Okay, Snapchat, me that pussy if it's cool. Um, so, so um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was on Thursday. Um, keeps popping up. It just keeps popping. So on Thursday, um, I spent most of like the earlier part of that day in bed just because I had like lower back pain. It was weird, whatever. So I spent the most, like the earlier part of the day in bed. Um, but when I got up, um, I went downstairs and I had grocery shopped the day before. And, um, I was like, let me just prepare this, you know, prepare, prepare this food that I bought yesterday. So I don't just like let it sit there and eventually just not eat it and it goes to waste or whatever. So I got in my kitchen around 3 PM. And when I tell you, I spent just the most leisurely, like wonderfully peaceful afternoons into evening into night just in my kitchen listening to an audiobook sprinkled in with a little pot a few podcasts here and there and I was just like at the end of that so I I got in my kitchen around 3 p.m. I didn't go like leave out of my kitchen until 10 Ooh. all right so <laughs> like I was just like really taking my time having a great time mm. um and at the end of that night I was like wow what would this evening had been if, like, I had a partner that I had to tend to? <laughs> what would this evening had been if I had a whole ass human that I was responsible for? Yeah. Like, do I really want that life? Right. <laughs> do I really want that? Do right. I want to be responsible for a whole ass human 24 hours of a day for at least 18 years? At, at the very minimum. Because usually it's way more than that. <laughs> that you have right now was like wow no like I'd much rather just be a fun auntie who just picks my kid my you know my little god children up Mm. you know from Harvard for the weekend okay let's jet out to LA let's have a cute little weekend let's go to some dispensaries let me drop you back off (laughs) let me drop you back off at your university and go home and we can all be happy Mm -hmm. and I get to be a happy person Mm -hmm. and I don't have to be bogged down by (laughs) seeing this whole ass human every day and I'm like I don't know I'm, I'm still sitting with that thought because like realistically like I'm a love bug like I'm not the most romantic person but I do enjoy like the facets of love the you know togetherness the whatever growing together the companionship but I'm also like, yo, 
if that nigga, like, if that nigga wants to have a child, like, if they have a child, is there, I was just trying to fuck my, fuck boy my way through this process. Like, if you want to have a child as my partner, is there a contract that we can sign where, like, I don't have to... (laughs) Well, like I do, am not required. <laughs> Could you imagine you just walking past this nigga in the house every day? Like I don't. Oh my sorry. god, that is so trash. But I just feel like there are so many models of ways to have families. Like this should, this, there think... should be room for that at least. No, no, <laughs> no. I think the wild thing about like parenthood. Is that capitalism kind of fucked? It kind of fucked up the way that we view parenthood. I think, like, mm-hmm. in a lot of countries, um, and, like, specifically, like, I've been watching, um, or I did watch different documentaries um, that talk, you know, that, like, uh, uh, visit, like, tribes in different parts of mm-hmm. Africa, like Ethiopia. And these niggas never, ever raise their kids on their own. Right. Ever. Right. So, like, these niggas are not, like, tired of their kids ever because they're not the only it's ones It's a literal village of aunties. Like, that That, that, that are phrase, all responsible for that, that nigga. That phrase of, it takes a village. It's, niggas practice that. Right. But, like, I can understand a lot of niggas not wanting kids in a capitalist society because that shit, it's no. a lot of responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, so I I don't know I don't know what I want now <laughs> after that <laughs> after that evening that that wonderfully peaceful and leisurely yeah. evening by myself and just like being able to plan out my weekend and planning out oh I'm gonna pick up Maddie my little cousin and we're gonna have a good time on Harriet Tubman Day all of those things um, I just I just don't know if. If me having a lifetime partner and a whole ass child baby is something that I'm interested in for myself. So that's something to think about. And there's so many ways to um, live out love in your life. And, um, you know, I'm I'm interested in thinking beyond um, lifetime partnership and a child. Mm -hmm. So, amen. Those are my raw and honest I'll tell you what I do know. I know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, yeah. And that's our church affirmation for today's Nigga, are you recording? Maybe. Okay, so anyway, this segment is called Church Affirmation. Basically, but see, what the gag we do, is this nigga thought he was going to get ahead. Basically, this is his segment what that he we does do by himself. No, no, no. <laughs> I knew it. I, I know I'm going to say it because I, I have the biblical knowledge. That's it. I, I celebrate on the word of God. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, the church affirmation is a portion <laughs> where, where we just um, we give a scripture mm-hmm. that stood scripture. out. And uh, interpret it, you know, in the true way. We exegete. Sure. And which God intended. So today's scripture is Ecclesiastes 9. Yes, yes, yes. 10 through 11. Ecclesiastes! Okay, thank God. I don't, I don't know what that is. Damn, I'm going to have to edit that. Why? <laughs> because it's loud as fuck. Okay. Uh, it's Ecclesiastes 9 and 10. Um, a lot of you niggas tend to um, 
conflate this damn scripture with Matthew 24 and 13, um, but we'll get there. So Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 9, 10 to 11. Whatsoever thy, thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Mm. So I bet you niggas heard me saying, you know, the race is not given. And y'all thought I would end it with, um, but the, uh, he, he that endureth to the end. But that shit is actually in Matthew 24. That's a churchism. Uh, The race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but he that endureth until the end. My nigga, that endureth until the end part is Matthew 24 (laughs) and 13, which reads, but he that shall endure until the end, the, the same shall be saved. I spent years believing that that was the actual scripture. Which is the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but he that endureth until the end. Mm. Not realizing that y'all just combine two scriptures and just call it a scripture. Um, so there's that, that sounds about black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love, love churchisms. Do, do you know your Bible? But anyway, so <laughs> but we won't go there. But yeah, so um, my interpretation is the old adage that you can't take it with you. Um, so the part, so like if you were listening, hopefully, if you're not, rewind it. Um, but basically, um, it's saying do with all your might what you find to do. There's nothing after you're gone, my nigga. It's, you know, hey, yeah. but while you're here, use all your might. To do that which you find to do. The things you enjoy. The things you love. The things that you were purpose here to do. Um, and then you know. 11 Verse 11 says you know. The race is not to the swift. Nor the battle to the strong. Neither yet bread to the wise. But basically. And it says. Time and chance happeneth to them all. Mm-hmm. So. Nigga we're, we're all subject to these. Come on to these circumstances that will come up eventually. Like it will all catch, it will catch up. We ain't getting out of this shit alive. Right. None of us are. So my nigga, like do with all your might, what you are purposed here to do. Mm. Just do it. Love it. Um, and also another thing that came to me was it's never too late to, um, it's never too late basically, but also it's never too late to start over. As long as you still um, have time, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like, for instance, I was reading that Ava du- DuVernay didn't pick up a camera until she was 32. Mm. She was 32 years old, and she said, well, actually, um, I want to make films. Mm. Uh, she was 32, and she, um, she went to the University of California, and she majored in English and African American Studies. She wanted to be a journalist initially. Um, but an internship at CBS News changed what she wanted to do. And that was at 32. She was like, yo, so I actually want to make films. And she went and did it. And Oscar nominated, making amazing films. Mm. My nigga, it's never too late to start over. It's never too late to change your trajectory. And also, while you're here, make sure you're doing what your purpose to do, what you've been put on this earth to do. Mm. Yeah. 
That's so real. And it really highlights for me something that I've been working on very actively, actually, just around, like, acknowledging, like, yes, I am naturally gifted with certain skills, but without using the time that I have to develop those skills, Mm -hmm. I may as well not have them. Um, Because there are whole niggas who, like, are born without any talents who are like, well, I got a whole ass life to develop some shits. And they are like, I'm not going to compare, but like they are using their time wisely. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm like, well, I have this natural talent. Yeah. Why isn't this taking me anywhere? Bitch, because you're not developing it. Yeah. That's actually why. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. And, and also doing that work and doing that, um, that daily just progressive work of growing yourself and growing your skills. Also knowing that, um, you can't be hard on yourself when like some shit just flops mm-hmm. because that's the chance of it. Like, yeah. um, you know, you take risks to grow, you take risks to accomplish goals. And sometimes those efforts, um, you know, fly and sometimes they flop. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that is a, a natural process of growing and learning and um, moving through life. So Yeah, and also you can, um, as you grow, you can change what your vision of what something flopping looks like and something mm. succeeding looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Deacon. Amen. Blessings. <laughs> Basically, what you just heard, all my niggas in the whole wide world. And this is the second word. He did not run this by me, by the way. This is what we called it last week. Didn't we? Oh, I did. That's right. That was right. Yes. (laughs) Nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh, Yeah, and this is just a section, uh, the previously called uh, sex and dating. Mm -hmm. But this is a more inclusive. Okay. Because niggas uh, are not having the sex. Not always. Nor are they doing the dating. dating. So it's just a, um, just all the relationships that we are involved in, no matter what type. So uh, 
yeah, just, you know, just talking about how we navigate through them, what we learn, blah, 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 what we're doing, etc. So, nigga. What it you is. You start. You go ahead and. Uh, you started without my consent, so. I don't. I need you to. You already have a game plan. I don't see so, your point. If you so would just go ahead. So, whenever you're ready to start, <laughs> I'll be sitting right here uh, awaiting you. I also will be awaiting okay. you. Okay. So, when will you start? What do you have to say? All right. So, <laughs> I hate you, nigga. I hate you for real. Um. So... One, wow, so both of my sort of, I was about to say dating and sex, all my niggas in the whole wide world, okay? Um, You can say that. Sort of revolve around um, things I've learned from romantic relationships and or involve connections from past romantic relationships. Mm So um, the first one is something... Um, that has been really helpful. So, did you ever have a chore chart, like either in school, maybe in elementary school? I feel like in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like you were the, the chalkboard eraser. eraser. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I told you about how um, Backpack Bay and I went on a break. Mm-hmm. We actually decided to break up. I don't know if I told you about that. No. Um. Which has been an alleviation of stress for me of like not having that like even though we're on a break having that urgency of like okay I need to have my shit figured out and ready to go by the end of this month that we're on a break um instead it's just like I have this you know indefinite period of time that I have to work on my shit um and get clear about what it is that I want and need and am, am doing with this life. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing, um, one piece of that was just like being clear about what my sort of grounding principles are mm-hmm. around my life, mm-hmm. which can also be my boundaries or help frame my boundaries Gosh, I have so much gas in my body right mango now. Mango gas, yes. Mango gas. I've had three <laughs> mangoes today, y'all. And I made this delicious coconut, chickpea coconut curry situation. I love, chick- I love mm. chickpeas. Love, love coconut, chickpeas. love curry. Yeah. Wow, what is it about them niggas? Like, I have no idea. I grew up so on good. them. So, okay, I didn't. Yeah. No. They're delicious. Oh, so good. Um, So, what I started doing um, maybe a few weeks ago was... um. Just like, I don't know, when they come to my mind or when an instance pops up in my life um, that's like, oh, this is something that is is needs to be something that I'm mindful of, um, I write it down in this note. And it's just been amazing to me at like, because for a long time, I have felt like I never have this grounding set of principles that um, are my like barometer for every situation that I find myself in life. I feel like every time I find myself needing to make a hard decision or just generally make a decision, I'm just like, okay, I'm starting at ground zero. I have to figure out what I believe, what I don't believe, what Mm -hmm. I, what is going to guide my decision. Um, but 
just that taking a step back and being able to be like, well, no, there are like grounding things that I just generally believe across the board and, and writing them down has been like so powerful for me. So like, I'm really appreciative of the space that, um, was necessary to take from that relationship mm-hmm. to be able to one, cause also many of the, the grounding principles that I'm, I've like been coming back to or writing down are things that, um, backpack Bay like brought to my attention. Mm-hmm. So that's been really cool also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one, <laughs> so, um, one of my past bays lives in DC and um, I'm doing this photography project and um, there are a lot of folks in DC that want to be part of it. Mm. Um, so it made sense for me to like, well, why don't I just spend like a weekend plus a Friday or Thursday in DC and just like knock out that block of people um, at one time Um so I asked a past bay who like now we're cool we're on on you know good what is it called terms good terms mm-hmm. thank you what are words <laughs> um we're on good terms I was like hey um and this was after a conversation about you know just good shit like really you know cool vibes whatever um good vibes only actually <laughs> um, <laughs> yikes vibes um so I was like, hey, I'm doing this photography project that she already knew about. Um, would you mind, like, could I crash on your couch for this weekend, this the specific weekend that I said? Um, and I was like, you know, I don't need an answer right now. It's completely cool if you, you know, don't want me to stay on your couch or whatever. Um, I can find other means. But, you know, I'm talking to you now, so why not? Um And she said, yeah. And um, I was very clear and have been clear um, specifically since um, Backpack Bay and I broke up that, like, I'm not interested in having sex with anybody. I'm not interested in doing a relationship, a situationship with anybody at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And while having sex with this specific ex-bay would be, like, amazing and fantastic and awesome. That's mm-hmm. just, like, not a can that I'm interested in opening. Mm-hmm. Like, ever. Yeah. Um, so, um, she was like, yeah, absolutely sure, you can come um, and stay on my couch. And she was like, um, I want to just be really clear about some boundaries. Like, one, we're not having sex. And, like, she was like, two, I'm not cooking for you. Um, (laughs) And it was so weird to me my response. Like, not my response to her, but, like, just my internal response of, like, almost being offended that, like, she articulated those things. So I've just been, like, grappling with that and, like, what does that mean that, like, I was very clear about that already, that we... I was not having sex with her. We were not having sex, period. Like, and of course I wouldn't expect her to cook for me, but like more importantly, the sex piece, I was Mm -hmm. just like, no, very clearly we aren't, but like something about her actually articulating it just rubbed me, Mm -hmm. um, like infinitely. And I, I don't know if it's like, I don't like being told no, even if I've, I have a very clear understanding of no and like, not in a like weird rapey way, Mm -hmm. but like just, generally 
Like I'm just a selfish ass person who was like, used to hearing. I was about to do the dishes, but you told me to do them, so I don't want to do them anymore. Not not quite, but okay. yes, yes, okay. <laughs> same along the same lines. But it would never be that that. Petty. <laughs> but I also I feel like this situation is also petty. But I don't know. I, I'm just grappling with like what is that? Also my mom told me about this time when I was in preschool and apparently she would every day picking me up from preschool, she would bring me a snack of some sort. Like maybe something she saved from her lunch, maybe something she had picked up on the seven eleven from the seven eleven on the way. Or, you know, something else. Mm-hmm. One day, one day, nigga, she did not bring me a snack. She said, I flipped the fuck out. She said, I had the tantrum of a lifetime. All because she did not bring me a snack. And she said, she, she said it was on that day. That I decided that you would never get another after school snack from me. <laughs> and my mom told me this like like three weeks ago or something. And that has just sort of framed how I've been thinking about, you know, past relationships and how folks have talked about how I engage in them, like the folks that I've been intimately engaged with. So I don't know. I'm just I don't know what it was about, like, her explicitly stating this, what I thought was, like, an unspoken understanding. But, like, if I'm really working towards, like, being this more honest and open person, like, isn't it important to me that, you know, folks are stating their boundaries clearly Mm -hmm. and and outright and forthright, rather? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. So that's where I am. Yeah. (laughs) No, I understand that. I'm just, I, I guess I can understand what you're saying because... It's like, was there, was there a thought that that might happen? Mm. So you're like, eh, I didn't. Mm. But there wasn't but because then, like we had had a very clear conversation when we broke up of like this uh, when we after we had broken up and we decided like oh we want to like be back in each other's lives but mm. platonically like we had a very clear conversation then but still like i i still think there's space like my rational self mm-hmm. knows that there's still space for folks to clearly reassert their boundaries mm. and and like make sure that all parties are down but i don't know sorry it's it's fun okay okay understood understood um so mine is a i guess a more general thing and please don't think like I'm reading you or anything. Read me, this, nigga. This is to he's Andre about Firth. to talk about how I waste all the time no. and am not accountable to no. the agreements that I make. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is to me. To me first. But it can also be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I appreciate that honesty. Yes. Um, to me first, but okay. I'm also bitch. <laughs> If you want to slide in line for this read. No, no, no. This is completely something I thought about with myself. Mm. Um, because I was considering just general things of engaging in just general things um, with people. Um, like friendships? What is- whether it be friendships, 
like just going places with people or doing things with people or possibly even dating you. I was like, say that sounds actually, like a date. Fuck not. No, I'm talking okay. about actual friends, people I've known for like, okay, <clears throat> people I've known for years. Um, so, but me realizing that it's so vitally important to be introspective. Mm. Like, just be... Here's what I'm trying to say. It's important for me not to spread my shit, if that makes sense. Mm. So, it's so important, it's so vitally important for me to be introspective Mm -hmm. and be clear on the things I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. and the things that are going on with me Mm -hmm. that I need to work on and realize the different avenues they spill out, Mm -hmm. even if I don't intend it. Yes. And me being compassionate enough to other people to not engage with them on certain levels because I know what will come out. Mm -hmm. Even if the person that I may be engaging with is like, yeah, it's cool. It's not an issue. Blase, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that you feel that way. But as far as me, I'm realizing this is how trauma spreads. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of a lot of times mm-hmm. um so people may engage with me and be like yeah you know it's not a problem but i know that i am engaging in certain behaviors mm-hmm. or practicing certain things that eventually will fuck shit up and the person will be like and even though technically that's their responsibility i'm not really concerned about whose responsibility is i'm uh, responsibility it is i'm more concerned about spreading something that I'm dealing with to other folks yes. and then them spreading it to other folks yes. and them spreading it. And I just, I, I'm like, yo, I need to be clear about myself and have enough compassion for other folks to be like, whether or not you feel like you can quote unquote handle me. Um, I'm going to be like, actually, I'm going to disengage from this because there's just a bit too much going on. And I know what kind of roads this will, deal, will yeah. um, lead down. And also and, your condition to accept trauma. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we all are. Yeah. Um, but like I'm trying to put a roadblock in that. And yeah. you're like, actually. Yeah. Well, I'm welcoming it. it I'm welcoming more trauma. Right, right. Because I already know what it feels like and I'm fine with taking more. But actually, no, I'm not. Exactly. Like, for instance, me, like me realizing that I probably I not probably I shouldn't be a parent right now mm. um there are things that I'm working on working through that I do not want to spread to my children yeah. Yeah, yeah and um it's the same way for me in other relationships just be like okay well I'm not at that point where I feel like I can be effective in this certain relationship doing these certain things so yeah um and then I'm also realizing just in general that life because like I think a lot of times I'll try to find like some type of relief constantly but i have to realize that life is work like being alive like being being truly alive like living is work like it's actual work and self-work is the most sacred Mm -hmm. and i need to prioritize that and um love myself enough and love folks in general enough to be like yo I can't I can't spread this shit I gotta 
Like, I got to stop fucking myself up by constantly reintroducing myself to this trauma. And I also can't just be like, well, I don't feel like working on it anymore. So let me just skip past this and go into other relationships and spread mm. it and, and spread it and spread it. Mm. Keep spreading this shit. And then 10, 20 years look like, damn. <sighs> don't nobody like me. I don't like me. Right. <laughs> I don't fucked up all these niggas. I'm fucked up. Right. So what's really going on? So, yeah, I'm... That's what I've been realizing specifically this week. Um, I think that's one thing I realized when I was like, yo, let me try out these dating apps again. And I'm like, nigga, I'm not, I am not ready for this. I am not at all ready for this. I need to be okay with it. I'm doing sacred work. Yes. I'm doing sacred ass work. And I need to be okay with that. That's so real. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. And just thinking about... I forgot where this... Oh, when I realized that I was being emotionally abusive. Mm -hmm. um, There was one resource that I read um, that was just talking about how compassion with others begins with compassion towards yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Because everyone that you engage with, everyone that you um, put energy into, spend time with, is a mirror for you. Um, So... The way that you treat, think about, feel about yourself is also what you are going to give out to other folks Mm -hmm. Um, because you will inevitably see those things in them that Mm -hmm. you hate about yourself, see in them things that you don't like, have not um, reconciled with yourself with. Um, And it's just such a gift to take the time and self-evaluate and and figure out what your own shit is um because in doing that you've given yourself the opportunity to one like in my case of like thinking about what are my grounding principles um sometimes i'll arrive at a certain instance in my life where i'm just like this incident needs to never happen again Mm -hmm. and that is my grounding principle but having that moment of checking in with myself allows me to say okay so janae this was an incident that you don't want to happen again or in in the inverse this is an incident that you want to happen every time it's something you know that brings you joy whatever whatever that actually is not your grounding principle. The mm. grounding principle is like this is the symptom of your grounding principle. Mm. What is the what is the forest? You're looking at the tree. Mm. What is the what is the whole forest of the this issue? What is at the root of this issue mm-hmm. or at this, you know, great thing that you want to keep happening? Right. Um and you can only figure that out by checking in with yourself and not being reactive and saying, This thing happened, I just have to cut this person out. Like maybe and and which is not to say it's that it's you, that right. you are the problem. Maybe it's something about the dynamic between you and that person that can exist between you and any other person in your life that you have not checked. Maybe it's not just that person. Um, And doing that check-in with yourself also allows you to, when you're engaging with other folks, not just 
flail your unchecked emotions and feelings at people with reckless abandon, which was something that I realized that I was doing as someone who like is self self self-proclaimed, like emotionally immature, (laughs) um, which I could attribute to a lot of things. I think, I think the biggest piece for me is just like, being a black girl in this world means that you always have to put your be putting your best foot forward and like have your game face on which like does not leave a lot of room for being able to access your emotions at all times mm-hmm. and and being present with them but neither here nor there I didn't create the problem but it is my responsibility to fix it Unfortunately. here we are um and I, I realized that I was just like, like I said, flailing all of my feelings and whatever around at folks who are nearest me. And, mm. um, yeah, and, and not even knowing that that was happening. Yeah. Um, so, yes, check in with your fucking self, yeah. okay? Because you're a whole ass person with a whole bunch of emotions, whether you decide to acknowledge them or not. But the They're sooner you... They, bitch, they are still They're there. They ain't going nowhere. They are still... Happened so one of my exes, this is a male ex, so this is lifetimes ago, okay? (laughs) All right, he um slid up in my DMs last night, I think. I think it was last night, and he and this is like, well, men are notorious for like being emotionally unavailable and emotionally immature and stunted, but he um slid in my inbox and my DMs and was like. Janae, I just want to let you know that you are loved. And I'm like, is this nigga saying I love you? Because, like, if he is, that's that's great and valid. But, like, wow. You can't even say I love you. Nigga, you're, hmm. you're 30. Oh. You're, actually, he's probably 31. Like, and, and which, sorry, let me pull back. Let me pull okay. back. Because that was a very vulnerable moment for him. Because I know from from having dated him mm-hmm. when we were, when I was back in college, we were back, both back in college. Um, that's coming a long way for him to, to just say without putting the I in there, mm-hmm. like, you are loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, it just sort of like, was like, wow, yo, there's so much emotional work that we have yet to do. On ourselves, um, around our emotions. Absolutely. Like I, I definitely appreciated him reaching out and saying that. Um, and I, and, and I'm still unclear if, if like he was just in conversation with some niggas that we knew, and like niggas was just I, I came up in the conversation, and he wanted to let me know, like, hey, you're loved. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the world is talking about you right now. Or if he was actually saying, "Bitch, I love you," uh-huh. because you're a cool ass bitch and you're great. Right. I still don't know. <laughs> You know how I would know if that nigga had checked in with himself and been like, what am I, what am I actually saying right now? And, and so what he was saying, but I appreciated it. But like that just solidified that for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jay-Z, that whole, did you see that? I don't know. Did you see that, um, I don't follow these documentary thing that he had like, with like, anyway, he had like this documentary thing where he was like interviewing a whole bunch of like black men Mm -hmm. and. Oh, was this the syllabus? I think or was it so. called the syllabus? I, I don't remember. Okay. It was on title. Okay. But yeah. um, I remember seeing it and just, like you said, realizing that black men, like, we have a lot of 
emotional baggage Mm -hmm. that is created and given to us long before we have the language Mm. to 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 name it and once again not our fault but it's our responsibility to fix that shit because we are damaging folks day in and day out Mm. um but like jay-z realizing like he's like 40 something almost 50 and now he's just getting Mm. it like like you saying, you know, that guy's like 30 something. This is like, this is like the trajectory of niggas. Yeah. Like, it takes niggas like well into the twilights of their, <laughs> of, of their life to kind of get yeah. emotions, you know? Yeah. It, because. It took four whole ass children. No, four, three whole ass children. Yeah. For him to be like. I might be doing a little damage yeah. with the shit I'm doing. Let me Maybe. check in with yeah, myself. Let's see. Let's see. So yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering now. I, I think when I get home or on my way home, um, I'm gonna text him and just actually ask, like, mm-hmm. what is it that you were saying? And if he decides to text me, fine. But like, nigga, what are you? S- like, I think I understand. But like, I also, nigga, I'm about to be thirty. I don't want to be unsure if yeah. niggas are saying I love you or yeah. not like yeah. love it's, is a wonderful thing it's, let's celebrate it but let me be clear and understand what the fuck I'm celebrating yeah it's ugh wow yeah that's that's heavy it's real that's, that's, it's super real alright well this has been all my niggas in the whole wide world <laughs> my favorite segment now <laughs> oh god Ch- Yes, and with all that trauma, we're going right into personal healing practice. Amen. Yes, yes the personal healing practice is a portion where we just you talk see about what this nigga's doing right now? where we just talk about um, something that we've done over the course of the week that's helped us to ground ourselves, to heal some wounds that we see may have been festering. Mm, my festering wounds. Yeah. So um, I'll start. Oh. <laughs> Switch it up a little bit. It. So, um, my personal healing practice this week has simply been, um, allowing myself room to breathe. Mm. So, like, earlier I said, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> sorry, starting again, start no, again. just, I was just cut it out. Um, and then, like, sabotaging myself by going off and doing the exact opposite of what I was mm-hmm. talking about. But I think, like, and usually what would happen is, um... I'd be like, well, fuck everything. I just failed, and I'll just throw everything in the garbage that I was trying to do. But this week, I've actually allowed myself room to breathe. So I do something, and maybe I may, you know, not hit the exact mark that I want or, like, you know, sabotage myself. But I'd be like, yeah, wow, yeah, shouldn't have done that, but I did it. It's okay. We'll do better next time. And I've allowed myself the room to be like, yo, I'm... I'm learning, like actually practicing compassion on myself, being like, yeah, I'm learning. I'm in this learning process. I'm trying to do something different. There's going to be a curve and it's okay. I don't have to get it completely right the entire time. I mean, I'm sorry, off my first go. Um, I've been able to be happy with small changes, changes Mm -hmm. that I'm making in my life. 
um, instead of being upset that they're not larger, Mm -hmm. like these big, you know, steps. Um, And then knowing that the small changes are allowing future big changes to be sustainable um, has been a guiding factor with that. So me, you know, changing this and that and then like going from this and that and then going from this and that. And me realizing that eventually I'll look back and be like, yo, I'm a whole new nigga simply by these small Small, little things that I just allowed to stay for a little while. And then I moved on when I was able to sustain that Mm. small change. Um, mm. And realizing that, because I said a few uh, a few podcasts back that, um, you know, looking back, or it might have been last week, looking back <laughs> on 10 years and be like, damn, if I would have did that back then, mm. I'd be so much further. So mm-hmm. me realizing that, you know, making these small steps now, so in 10 years I can look back and be, I'm glad I did that shit mm-hmm. because I'm here now. Mm. Um, That's so real. Yeah. Um, so, for example, like... I went from drinking a ga- uh, half a gallon of water a day to three-fourths of a gallon. Wow. Now I'm up to a gallon a day um, regularly. Like, I'm just it's just a normal part of my day now. Um, my goal is to get to half of my body weight in water, like in ounces. Is that healthy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Especially for me. Like, I'm, I have... Yeah. Wait, explain that to me. Because I feel like when I try to do that mm-hmm. at some point in my life... I was like, okay, so does this mean like literally half of my body weight in ounces, or is it so like if like you, if I weigh so I weigh three hundred ten pounds, so yeah. would it actually be one hundred fifty ounces? ounces. Okay, so it wouldn't ounces. be literal half of my weight no. in ounces. Okay, no. thank yeah. you for that clarification, Amen. Doctor. You are welcome. So yeah. <laughs> I'm working toward getting half of my body weight in ounces in water. Um, mm. I'm not that far off. So, amen. amen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, that's been my personal healing practice. Just being like, yo, me not hitting the mark on my first try or me not making these huge steps is not a failure. Wow. Yeah. I appreciate that because, like, I mean, we've talked about it before, just of how, like, we set out these grandiose plans that destine us to fail. Fall right to the ground. Like, it requires us to fail because, bitch, what? Like, why are we just, like, nothing incremental, just day zero, I am eating hot Cheetos and Takis, day one. I'm eating a green smoothie. smoothie. Like <laughs> a green smoothie. A vegan, gluten-free, organic air sandwich. Your body is going into shock, bitch. <laughs> Your body is like <laughs> What the fuck is this? <laughs> fuck you, bitch. By 5 p.m. that day, you have gone to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Tour tacos, Taco Bell. You just have a whole bucket spread in front of you, just looking at it. In your car, the dashboard is filled. The passenger seat. My God, and that's the end of that. That cute ass plan that you had is just gonna continue to sit, and uh, you're gonna continue to fucking dust. Yeah, not do a fucking thing with it. (laughs) Incremental steps is really something that Mm -hmm. I deeply need to take seriously and I think that 
I'll try to take that on as a focus for next week. Nigga, um, such a struggle, especially yeah. a Virgo rising niggas. We want that shit perfect. <laughs> we want it right now, nigga. We want it right now. Incredible, <laughs> bitch. Excuse me. Not Zero me. to a hundred, real quick. Nigga, what me. you talking about? <laughs> Don't want it. Yeah. I um at some point last week, I want to say it was Monday, maybe. Yeah, it's probably Monday or Tuesday. Mm. I. Um, finally pulled out the base that I had purchased like mm-hmm. two months ago mm-hmm. and started like practicing. I was like doing what's called like a walking base line mm-hmm. and um, I was doing really well and I did it for two days and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been back since. Um, and I made like great progress in two mm-hmm. days. Um, but I was just like, I, I, I actually, I hit a point where he was like, okay, now it's time for improvisation. And I was just like, bitch, what? Fuck Wait, you. how? Fuck it's you. Go answer. to hell. <laughs> go to hell. I love when you say go to hell, by the way. It is one of my favorite things. If I had an Oprah's favorite things, but for me, you saying go to hell would be one of them. It would definitely be on that list. Anyway, um, so yes, incremental steps of like just being okay with like, because when I was practicing the bass for the two, those two days, I was spending a good two to four hours oh, a day. Because like it, it's it's also just deeply enjoyable to okay. like learn a skill, but like also be yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta chill. <laughs> like thirty minutes caps, yeah. boo. Yeah. Like okay, we gotta chill. <laughs> That's real. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um for me, my personal healing practice has been returning to all of the practices um of a more grounded version of myself. Mm-hmm. Um that in in a way, but not really, allow me to, I want to say go on autopilot, but I don't want to use that. Like mm-hmm. it uh, allows me to settle back into practices that I'm familiar with, that I have muscle memory with, to free up space, to like focus on the new things that I'm inviting into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that has meant meal planning um, or meal prepping. Um all in one day um that has meant returning to my bullet journal Mm. um and returning to daily lists of things that i need to do Mm -hmm. um it has also meant um sort of kind of getting in closer proximity to a bedtime and a, a wake-up time. A struggle. Okay? M- very much so. Um, and the last piece was... Um, I forgot what that was. But... I forgot what the last piece was. But um, one of the, the most important newest additions, which I never thought was for me. I just... I always felt like journaling was, like, just extra and, like... Bitch, what do I really have to talk about? But journaling is so cathartic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely talked about on a previous episode just about how, like, I just focus on writing three sentences. Mm-hmm. And typically it ends up being a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. But just setting that really low, <laughs> low-hanging fruit, yes. like, low bar, low standard of just three sentences, bitch, yeah. Yeah. Um, has just really allowed yeah. me to make that an enjoyable 
sort of activity that I do. Mm-hmm. So journaling and returning to the practices of my more grounded self have been definitely personal healing practices for me over the past week. Praise God. Mm, Now it's time for obligatory nonsense. What is that? You may ask. It's where we talk about bullshit that's happening in the world that's typically done by the whites. (laughs) Yep, and uh, this is another week that we will not disappoint because it's some white shit. Um, Let me... I want to talk about a few things. Okay, talk um, about it, Deacon. I want to talk about... (laughs) First of all... <laughs> oh my god. Um, what should I talk about first? Okay, so I'm gonna that say one. this. I'm gonna say this. So WPGC, our local, oh, our Lord. local radio station in the DMV area. Bitch, y'all done sold out. Fuck y'all. Um, I have heard a Scientology commercial three times today on the damn radio. What? Three. That's wild. Fucking times. I haven't listened to the radio in so long. Yeah. I'm so thankful. So now there are Scientology commercials on that. Y'all That's ain't fucking Scientology. Y'all ain't fucking recruiting nobody. Fuck y'all. Y'all basically <laughs> done told Leah Remini that they, you about to kill her. We ain't trying to get into that fucking cold. Fuck y'all. Fuck mm-hmm. y'all. Anyway. Absolutely. WPGC, times. y'all done sold out a while ago. We know that white people bought y'all. Y'all been playing some white shit for a while. I ain't fucking with y'all. Anyway, so get into some more um, white shit. A white man named Ben Roth- Rothenberg. Mm-hmm. Some white name. Um, he is a freelance writer for the New York Times. Mm-hmm. So this white man... Um, I don't... <clears throat> when shit like this happens, I'm always like, I always look at, I always look at, I'm like, yo, niggas are legit paying you niggas to write. Literally. Um, he is a New York Times reporter who we, who reported on um, Serena's, Serena Williams um, just came back and she played like her first uh, match since, uh, since giving birth. And, um... Uh, New York Times, some reporter had asked her about drug use. Mm-hmm. Um, and Serena basically was like, um, you know, speak up. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. This man described it as a heated and testy alter- altercation. Um, so, so let me, I actually want everyone to uh, listen. It's about a minute and 20 seconds. I'm going to let you listen to this interaction. I didn't get a, excuse me, can you talk louder so everyone can hear you asking me about my drugs? Okay. Uh, I've never tested positive. I've always gotten a TV, so you should fact check that. In fact, no, 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 no. I actually wasn't able to play the French Open. I wasn't going to play unless I had a TV, because if you remember that year, I was incredibly sick. I don't know how I even won the match, and I said I can't. I literally can't play the final. Um... But I need a TV to take uh, a decongestant. <laughs> so at the end of the day, uh, that's that's uh, that's what it is. But I've always been very happy to answer any question about that. And I've played over 20 years, and I've always been extremely honest. And that's one thing I take pride on, especially having a daughter and having a kid. I'm never going to be able to look my kid in the eye and say, Mom cheated or Mom did something like that. That is totally irresponsible and even before that I've always had that attitude I've always been the kind of player that um, 
if you're going to beat me, you're going to beat me. Mm. And I'm going to congratulate you. But I'm never, ever going to take an advantage and try to have an advantage over someone else. Because that's not who I am. And it'll never be who I am. Serena, what is the most... So that was what this white man described as heated and testy. This oh this is what he described as heated and testy. If y'all mm. heard that woman talking, did you hear anything that was heated? Did you hear anything that was testy? Absolutely the fuck not. So Ben Rothenberg, fuck you. You're a piece of shit, as all of you are. Um, this Twitter user named Joracle underscore he he re, he um tweeted it. Um, and he actually says some things about Ben. So I'm going to read a few. It's no coincidence, though. Ben has often limited black women to racist tropes, whether it's Serena's body. He wrote a gross article about Serena's physique being undesirable to her white counterparts or likening her to the angry black woman for simply answering questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, a question. It's also not lost on me that Ben was one of the many who pushed us to move forward from the Maria Sharapova ban. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who actually tested positive and didn't report that she was tr- taking a drug for 10 years, mm-hmm. despite the WADA asking players to discuss close all drugs but you know let's move on because that's how they often protect whiteness absolutely <sighs> they find ways where it's not so bad maria didn't know she was cheating as ben has said yeah let's indict serena williams who has followed the rules completely mm. in fact it's documented as such i this is also doubling as the pay your tithes because bitch what absolutely like at this point Y'all white niggas aren't even trying to to mask y'all being racist. Like, y'all are... <laughs> it's almost laughable at this point. Truly. Like, there's a whole ass woman who, who has... It's proven that she's taken drugs on multiple occasions. Multiple occasions she's been cheating for 10 years. And you're saying, let's move on. But you're constantly... Constantly writing shit about Serena, constantly talking about her physique, constantly uh, reducing her to being this angry black woman, constantly doing this. And I just, I don't get it. I don't care to get it. Um, y'all niggas need to pay reparations. That's really all the Truly, fuck. I don't. That's the long and the short of it. That's all I have for y'all because, like, at this point, nigga, there are receipts. There's a whole video y'all just listened to. She didn't even raise her voice. And you. You know what? You know what his response to one to, to this was? Oh, um, he did may have been the wrong word. That's what he said. Which was what he said after he admitted that he said he made all these judgment calls about it being heated mm-hmm. without even having seen the video. Like so like Nigga. how are you with an authority on this topic bit? how are you able to just again how? flail your words and opinions hither and thither without even having seen right. the video bitch and also cause he sorry cause he oh, also thought that that was like an excusable like excuse it's not like a justifiable yeah. like oh I I actually use that cause I only saw the transcript I didn't see the bitch that's even worse right that you just assumed that these words were put forth in some like aggressive and whatever manner and also bitch can you not see how someone implying that a black woman is using a black woman who is like at the, who is at the top of her game yeah, the best player the literal the best, best athlete. athlete in the world period 
to imply that she is using drugs when there are no facts substantiating that claim how that could make someone a little frustrated when there's a whole ass white woman who's been proven and y'all are just uh, well let's move on sweep it on under like, the table what the fuck is wrong with y'all listen to his reply you're right he wasn't the best word choice still think it was pointed it was a pointed powerful moment and I've never implied that Serena broke any rule or that Sharapova didn't break a rule since she keeps getting brought into this nigga shut up fuck you you're a dumb bitch get the fuck out of here please you've been exposed shut the fuck up and move on the thing about oh god I, I just have so much to say I don't even know what to say so pay reparations that's what y'all niggas need to do pay reparations to black women like what the fuck is wrong with you you're you're it's even worse that you're paid to write words and you're writing words and you don't know what the fuck it means what is what are you getting paid for what, bitch what actually are you getting paid that's so real like that is your job to write words to do words and that's, you don't know what these bitches mean and you're not doing them, bitch what get the so why are you still gamefully employed girl Tell oh, me why. Tell me. So, so fuck, f- just fuck whites. I don't know what's like. What is y'all need to stop leaning so heavily into whiteness? Stop it. They can't. You can't, can you? Okay, That's... moving on from that because I'm I'm just mad. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is um is OJ. So last night. <laughs> That if y'all remember, like a few years ago, OJ. <laughs> this nigga's so fucking stupid. <laughs> OJ did this thing where he recorded <laughs> something called "If I Did It," and basically <laughs> what he did I'm was so weak. I he don't remember this. He, ex- he explained what would have happened if he actually committed the murder, <laughs> and um, what ended That's up happening so is that yo. yeah. Is that the the company just scrapped it? I think one of the reasons why was because LJ ended up getting arrested. Remember how she got arrested for that like, damn burglary or whatever? Yeah. So anyway, they brought the they brought the footage back and they played it last night. And one thing that I want to talk about is So it was f- never before aired. No. Last night was the first time. Oh, that's hilarious. It. I have to find it. Oh my God. That's so so funny. One thing I want to talk about is just the OJ trial in general, right? (laughs) Because I was hearing on the radio, people were talking about it on the radio today. And (laughs) (laughs) one thing that I want to get across to white people, especially, and then is that people, um, you know, we're talking about really? Y'all really think OJ didn't do it da 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 let me get something clear every nigga in the world knew OJ did it we all knew OJ murdered that woman and that we had no doubts there was a black ass meeting yeah yeah. and we were like yeah he he actually did it however however (laughs) however however, (laughs) what we're gonna do is we're gonna act like he didn't loose lips sink ships bitch basically so it brought me back cause the verdict happened in 95 and I remember my dad was talking about it and he was happy at the time and the thing about it is my dad knew he did it too Absolutely. one thing that i realized during the time every yeah all niggas knew do you know thing, that this the the oj trial was in no parts part of my memory really like childhood memory i only remember because my dad was so into it okay because even back then my dad was a cop back then but like he knew cops and shit like he yeah, knew that so no. 
Okay, sorry. So no, it's okay. So one thing I want to get across to white people is that nah, nigga, we knew he didn't do it. I mean, we knew he did it. We had no doubt. But one thing that we wanted <laughs> to get across was we wanted to see the looks on white people's faces <laughs> when a nigga was was declared innocent of something that he did. That's how tight black people are. Yeah. We have a nationwide collective inside joke yeah, yeah, that's yeah. happening. Like, did, nigga, that's why. Like, how many times have you heard a nigga say, do you think OJ did it? And what is our response? We just look. Mm. Yeah, nice. mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing about it is that we wanted y'all, we wanted y'all for a second to experience one of your white asses uh, not getting justice for something that we knew that niggas did. The thing, here's what I want to get across. Y'all niggas will look at the evidence. It's clear evidence. And we all know it's clear as day that this nigga did it. And y'all white folks, they will not by any means deny it. But y'all will look at actual videos of cops shooting niggas and make up every excuse in the book. Wait till all the facts come out. Yeah. But here it is, right but here. But here it is. It's right in your face. Photographic, videographic so what's evidence. The difference. What could the difference be? Huh? <laughs> what could the difference be between the clear evidence with OJ killing that woman hmm. and that man? Okay. And then these black folks getting shot by cops, clearly, evidently. What? I don't. Do you know what the difference could be? I'm not in. You tell me. I want to say all of this to say, white people, calm the fuck down. <laughs> calm entirely the fuck down. Y'all, like, white people have been going off about this OJ thing last night. Like, how could he do that? Why oh, it was last that? night? Yeah, it aired last night. White people, how could he do that? He knows he did it. I did it. Nigga, do you know how many times black folks are looking at these videos of us being basically mo- lynched modern yeah. day and be like, how can y'all niggas not see in plain sight that these that black folks were murdered. Yeah. We wanted y'all to experience that shit for one time. So guess what? To the end of our days, we will not say to y'all to your face that OJ did it. We will say it to ourselves all the time. We in know that rooms, nigga did it. In right? our living rooms, we will mm-hmm. say, hell yeah, that nigga did it. But guess what? Never to not your to damn y'all. face. Never. And I think even in addition to that, like just knowing that white people's inclination will always be to rule black folks guilty. Always. 12 times out of 10, we're going to be guilty. So like opening up this, this substantiated case of Mm -hmm. like this nigga is guilty Mm -hmm. would just give them even more ammo. Like not that they need more and not that like even this is going to tip a scale in any way because y'all mm. niggas been after us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just... Hmm. I want somebody to write a novel just a, about, like, what the world would look like if he had been um, found guilty. Mm. Like, what... What would Black Lives Matter look like if he had been found guilty? What? Where would black people be? Mm. I feel like... Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah. I feel yeah. like black like when it comes down to it, black people because we don't have any actual largely in this country, we don't have any actual tangible institutions. Um, well, tangible uh like uh 
examples of justice, we look for symbols. Mm. So OJ was our symbol that justice maybe could happen. Even though we knew he did it, what we were looking at is that, no, like... A black man, not guilty. Not guilty, even though he did it the same way y'all are always found not guilty when y'all clearly did something. Maybe we can, even though it's a fucked up thing, Mm -hmm. at least we could possibly still be equal. Equally fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah. Amen. All right, it's time to pay your tithes, nigga. Pay your tithes. (laughs) You better pay your tithes, nigga. Pay your tithes. Okay, if you didn't get pay your tithes, just rewind about 15 (laughs) minutes. We already did it. Also, FYI, you need to watch Wrinkle in Time. Mm. It is amazing. Take every black girl, every black woman, every black femme you know, and go watch it. It is amazing. It is... It is so amazing. Loved every moment of it. Amen. It's amazing. Nigga, you need to go watch it. I'm gonna see it. In the theater, nigga. Okay, so like the I always see things okay. that I want to see okay. the first time okay. in the theater. Good. So. Good to know you have a little bit of principle. Perfect. We're done. Nigga, we're done. We're done. It's time for the benediction. And remarks. And remarks. Nigga. <laughs> So this is a time when um, we are just, you know, reflecting the practices of the black church um, where after the reverend has taken her seat, her seat, okay, on that that throne, that good word, um, we have the associate minister come up and just, you know, do a little review, you know, hit the high points of the sermonette. and just talk about what resonated with them. Yes. Um, and then, of course, the benediction is where we are uh, praying it on out. Yes. Um, so, yes. since I've explained what this segment is, <laughs> this you is ahead not start. what you think it is. <laughs> but, all right. So, first, I want to um, just say I'm grateful for you uh, wearing this shower cap and this Pikachu hat. Um, walking up in my house like this. I am so happy. Like, God bless. I've reached new Dykati levels, y'all. <laughs> and I'm glad about my it. Roommates. Like, I, look. Yes. Wow. It is, it is wow. Fire. And I made him acknowledge yeah, me. Yeah. Like, not in a forceful it. way, but I, I was it. like, hello. Yeah, yeah. Hello, nigga. Fire. I'm happy about it. Oh, God. Ooh. Also, um, I just want to. Ooh, what's this in my voice Come on happening? And take it in. Glory. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um I wanted to once again, I think I mentioned last uh last week, but I just wanna keep on reaffirming this bravery to take time to to get your shit in order. Yes. That shit is brave as fuck. Um not knowing where it may lead, but knowing that it's gonna lead to you being a better person. Mm. And yeah, nigga, you are you're lit for doing that. Hmm. Yes, and this inspired me to wow. just keep on that beaten path, my nigga. Yeah, I appreciate that. I actually like in between segments. <laughs> um, she was texting me like, um, "There's some shit of yours that I need to send you." 
and I'm just like, oh Lord, this, yeah, this is stressful. This is stressful. This is so y'all, you really gotta make it really real. So okay. <laughs> okay. I'm the next day area to you, nigga. <laughs> You know, I. It's all part of the process yeah. of being reflective, and you know, why am I having this? You know, visceral response to someone saying, "Bitch, I'm returning your shit to you because we broke up." Mm-hmm. Why am I having that response when that mm-hmm. was something that was mutually agreed upon, and you know, whatever? But mm-hmm. emotions are emotions, and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to reiterate one more time that importance of the, these these small incremental steps. Uh, how grateful I am for you mentioning that. Mm. I feel like there are so many things that I'm grateful for today. I feel like we talked about so many fucking things. And we're not even at two hours yet, nigga. Really? It's wild. That is new. It's wild. And I got mad shit to cut out also. <laughs> <laughs> mad times I was recording and you had no clue. <laughs> Imagine that. Um... I'm just thankful for all the shit. I I can't wait to listen back to this when I'm editing because like so many gems have Amen. been dropped today. Amen. Um, I'm just glad about it. I'm glad that it's so easy to like succumb to this feeling of like I'm in my late twenties. I need to be like settling down. Air quotes around that, whatever the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. I need to be. Um, you know, finding my person and the yeah. bitch, I'm I'm just not there. Nigga. And that's okay because Nigga. that's my journey. Amen. Like I keep on I'm so thankful for Ava Sate like sharing mm. that fact. It's it's been so helpful. Like this nigga was an intern, like probably in her late twenties, like yeah. even her thirties. Because yeah. she said like that internship is what changed her to pick up the camera. Mm. So like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and just understanding that literally all of our journeys are our own. And I don't yeah. know if I talked about this last episode. I feel like I'm making this extra long, but, um, no, I don't think I did, man. I should have talked about it, but just about like how in life, when we learn life lessons, um, we try to um, implement those lessons in completely different contexts without just like blindly without mm-hmm. taking time to consider like, is the context in which I learned this lesson even vaguely similar to this new context in which I'm trying to implement it? Mm-hmm. Like just because you learned a lesson in one relationship, one romantic relationship with one person does not mean that that lesson is necessarily applicable Mm. to the next relationship and um that's just been a really important thing that i've been trying to remind myself um on an ongoing basis of like no really like everybody who is alive right now is literally just spitballing their way through life like no nobody has a roadmap though we try to believe we do Mm -hmm. um and they're just like general again going back to this idea of grounding principles of like communicate Mm -hmm. 
be honest. Yeah. Know what you want and who you are that, mm. that are just like universal truths, but yeah. everything, there's nothing else that's universal yeah. for anyone. Yeah. Um, and it, it is solely up to us to figure out what the best decisions are for us and, um, what lessons to take and use when and where. Um, and, and that is both freeing for me, um, and understanding that like literally everyone on this planet is just figuring out as we go. And also like completely chaotic of like, Oh, so like, no matter how many self-help books or blogs or whatever I read, (laughs) I'm still going to have to put in manual labor. Great. Um, And sometimes those self-help books and blogs can really stifle you because you'll read it and be like, nigga, I feel empowered. And then it stops there. Right. (laughs) Or implement it and nothing becomes of it. (laughs) And you're like, but wait, I thought I had the whole roadmap. No. You actually have to do your own. Wow. You have to do your own work. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay. So (laughs) that's enough truth for today. (laughs) And um, I am reading this book called Black Womanist Ethics by Katie G. Cannon. That was recommended to me by Amber V. Phillips, Mm. um, the high priestess of Black Joy over at the Black Joy Mixtape. And it is absolutely amazing absolutely amazing so i encourage you all to pick up that book and read it amen amen so now we will go uh, before the throne of grace what if god is unhappy with our praise well he's gonna be happy today come on all right you gonna force god to be happy you gonna take it nick you gonna take it today this nigga just called God nigga. I love it. That's Yo, how I real we are. I call God nigga every day That's in my prayers. Real. You hear me in my That's meditations? Real. Hey, yo, son. My it's nigga. nigga and son. Yeah. Especially son. I love it. Yes. But anyway, so this is going to be a nice, short, Okay, condensed, sweet, brief, concise. Yes, prayer. So God, universe, ancestors, everyone who were, who is looking down on us right now, we thank you. We thank you for the ability to absorb the knowledge and the lessons that are being imparted on us daily, uh, hourly, every minute, every second. Mm-hmm. We're thankful for being present. We're thankful for um, being able to uh, take these lessons mm-hmm. and apply them where they rightfully belong. Um, and realizing that not every lesson is for every situation. No. Um, we're thankful for the uh, the revelation that grounding principles are important. Mm. Uh, that there are some things that we just need to apply to everything. It just mm. needs to be something that guides us and how important it is. Um, we're thankful for black women. Mm. Uh, we're thankful for... Um, uh, Realizing that it's never, ever too late to start over. Mm. Realizing that life is going to be a whole bunch of transformations. And that Mm. um, no life looks the same. And that we just need to keep on trucking down this damn road. Come on. And uh, intentionally. Intentionally. And uh, not be afraid of small incremental steps. um, That they build long, sustainable uh, behaviors and habits. Um, yes, so lovely. Thank you. Uh, we thank you for joining us in everyone's name. Amen. 
All you niggas in here gonna be alright. I said, all you niggas in here gonna be alright. We still haven't gotten this hammering. I said, all you niggas in here, you gonna be all fucking right. Just keep living, stop tipping and dipping. Yeah. We love you. For real.